Jack the Ripper murdered and dismembered at least five women in London 135 years ago, but was never found. But was Jack a woman? I'm Patty Steele. Profiling gone wrong? Maybe. That's next on The Backstory. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Well, if we're being honest, we all have stuff in our lives that drive us crazy. Maybe it's a job, a difficult relationship, or love interest. Or honestly, it can just be the state of this crazy world we live in. For me, it's all three of those things at times. A lot of times it's not a big deal, but in the moment, it sure feels like it is, right? So how do you come to terms with those stressors and not let the negativity weigh you down? For me, therapy has always been a haven where I can open up, talk about what's eating at me, and trust that this person will be honest, understanding, and discreet. Therapy isn't just for folks who've had major trauma. It's for you and me, so we can be at peace and become the best version of ourselves. When I connected with a terrific therapist at BetterHelp, she asked some on-point questions, and I actually heard myself working through some of the issues I'd kept bottled up. What a relief. If you've considered therapy, I can't recommend BetterHelp enough. It's completely online, so it's convenient, flexible, fits your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a short questionnaire. You'll be matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no extra charge. Take it from me. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Backstory today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Backstory. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. We're back with the backstory. For over a century, there have been endless stories speculating on the identity of Jack the Ripper, who viciously murdered at least five women in London in the late 1880s. There was talk that he was a surgeon or a butcher because of how precisely the bodies were mutilated. There were also stories that claimed he was well-known artist, Walter Sickert, author Lewis Carroll, who wrote Alice in Wonderland, or even the grandson of Queen Victoria, Prince Albert Victor. But could he have been a she? There are experts who say the evidence points to a female killer. It was late summer in 1888. 43-year-old Polly Nichols had had a rough life. Married at 18, she had five children but her husband constantly cheated on her, and she soothed her upset with alcohol. Eventually, she left. She took low-level, temporary jobs that occasionally gave her enough money to buy a bed for the night. Otherwise, she slept on the streets, and that's exactly where she was on her last night. Her body was found at 3.30 in the morning 
on August 31, 1888. She was the first known victim of Jack the Ripper. In the next few months, mutilated bodies turned up of women who had a similar life story and similar deadly wounds. They were Annie Chapman, Elizabeth Stride, Catherine Eddowes, and Mary Jane Kelly. As you can imagine, folks in London went nuts. Not only were they terrified, they were fascinated. It was the beginning of the golden age of sensational journalism, and newspapers sensationalized the story, saying the women were all prostitutes, because sex and murder sells, especially in the same story. But actually, though, only two of the women had ever been sex workers. The rest were just down on their luck. Ironically, when these women did have a few cents to get a bed for the night, they stayed in what were called coffin beds at Salvation Army shelters. These were coffin-like wooden boxes with a small cushion that could be rented for about eight cents a night. The murders were horrifying, and all anybody wanted to know was who could possibly have done this or would do such a thing. Because of this sort of surgical dismemberment of the bodies, speculation ranged from butchers to doctors to prominent individuals. But the four main suspects were all men. A few thought it could be a woman, including Sir Arthur Cannon Doyle. You remember him? He created Sherlock Holmes. He said publicly the Ripper could be a woman who worked as a midwife because she could be seen in public in bloody clothing and no one would be suspicious. Now, something that could be key to the story didn't actually see the light of day until recently. That's when Australian forensic scientist Ian Findlay did saliva DNA testing of the stamps that were on some of Jack the Ripper's alleged letters to London police and newspapers. While it didn't pin down a suspect, it did show the DNA very likely came from a woman. There are arguments about whether any of the hundreds of Ripper letters were actually written by the killer, but the ones thought to be genuine showed some case knowledge only the killer would know, as well as having the same handwriting. But it was Victorian England, and it was hard for anybody to seriously consider that a woman could be a serial killer, much less one with such a sadistic M.O. But author John Morris, who wrote Jack the Ripper, The Hand of a Woman, says the case for a woman murderer is overwhelming. There's absolutely no doubt. But because everyone believes that the murderer was a man, all the evidence that points to a woman has always been ignored. And there's more. Morris says inspectors noted that the last victim, Mary Kelly, was murdered in a room with a fireplace. Women's clothing that did not belong to Mary was found partially burned in the fireplace, maybe as a way of destroying bloody evidence. Plus, that person, maybe a woman, would have arrived on the scene in normal female dress, done the deed covering herself in blood, and then been able to change into Mary's clothing, burn her own bloody clothing, and leave the building without being noticed. And he also points out that three women's boot buttons were found near the body of yet another victim. Now, the two most talked about female suspects over the years that followed included Mary Piercy, who was convicted and executed for brutally killing her lover's wife and child a year after the Ripper killings, 
but her connection was sort of tenuous and mostly based on the intense publicity surrounding her murders of her lover's wife and child not long after the Ripper killings. But most convincingly, there's Lizzie Williams, whose husband was not only a surgeon and private doctor to the royal family, but also an abortion provider in London. Lizzie not only helped him in his clinic, but she knew her way around his surgical instruments and the female body. She would have known how to remove the organs the victims were missing. In addition, Lizzie was unable to have children of her own, which almost drove her insane. And her husband, intent on having a child with someone, had plenty of affairs. And in 1888, was sleeping with Mary Kelly, the last Ripper victim. The pieces kind of fit. It's said that she confessed all to her husband finally, and that he destroyed his diaries from that year and helped Lizzie cover her tracks. So here's the thing. Just maybe the close-minded Victorian sensibilities of the investigators in the case prevented them from considering the possibility that Jack the Ripper was a woman. I'm Patty Steele. The Backstory is a production of iHeartMedia and Steel Trap Productions. Our producer is Doug Fraser. Our executive producer is Steve Goldstein of Amplify Media. We're out with new episodes twice a week. Thanks for listening to The Backstory, the pieces of history you didn't know you needed to know. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's better H-E-L-P. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at sandiego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds.